today, President Trump may step in to help the St. Louis gun couple in trouble with the law. Florida labs were found significantly inflating positive COVID testing rates, and Kanye is out before he was even really in. We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, <laughs> and also Rob Eno, Blaze Media critic. It's been a while, Rob. Thanks for being it's here. It's been a while. It's been 93 days since I've worn long pants, so I'd like to thank <laughs> you for having me get out of my house and give me a reason to wear non-sweat long pants. Well, <laughs> you know what? Good. We do what we can for the people. <laughs> we do what we can. Uh, all right, so President Trump is now allegedly, according to the Missouri governor, getting involved in the St. Louis gun couple. What what do they call them? Ken and, Ken and Karen gun or yeah, something? AR AR Ken? I don't know. <laughs> um, but just as a reminder, just in case you missed it, I don't think that any of you did. But this was the St. Louis couple who was defending their home. Here they are. If you are watching on uh, on TV, if you're listening to the audio podcast, these are this is the couple who were defending their home from the Black Lives Matter protesters who broke down the gate in their private gated community on their way to the mayor's house to protest. Uh, and initially, the uh, law enforcement said that they were looking into the protesters for trespassing for a possible laws broken. But then in this weird turn of events, uh, they came, they searched the home, they took the AR that the gentleman was was holding and indicated that they were investigating these two people, the McCloskeys, for unlawful behavior Here's what the uh, governor of Missouri had to say about the situation. Watch. First of all, as governor of this state, I have always, always and never waived on the Second Amendment. I have a lengthy history of that where I've never waived from the Second Amendment. When the Castle Doctrine was introduced in the state of Missouri, myself and Representative Jones, Kenny Jones, two former sheriffs were the ones that developed the Castle Doctrine here in Missouri that actually went to be the national model which is the exact one the McCloskeys were defending their property with in St. Louis, which they had every right to do under the Castle Doctrine. Law enforcement on that night was available. We weren't notified through the governor's office, through the Highway Patrol was not notified of that situation. However, that being said, that couple had every right to protect their property. Now, the uh, the couple says that their their attorney says that they still expect to be indicted and arrested. But uh, Governor Parson also added that he had a conversation with the president who said that he would do everything he could within his powers to help this situation. I don't understand how it is that all of these protesters can riot and loot buildings and get completely off the hook. But these people Following Missouri law, as I understand it to be, unless I'm missing something, uh, these people have their guns seized and uh, potentially could be arrested. Well, so castle doctrine, what he was describing is basically you, your castle, you have the right to defend it. And so this, this was castle. actually literally the cast, like literally. castle. Literally. Well, yeah, it, it is a they castle. You own yeah. a castle. Yeah, I'm sure. It's an amazing house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it also extends to like your car. You right, know what I mean? Like, right. that's also considered your castle when you're in it. You, you can pull a gun and defend yourself in yes. your car. Yes. Um, so, I don't, you know, 
the thing, the, the weird thing is that law enforcement, they were investigating the protesters. Yeah. Or, no, let's not call them protesters because they were rioters. rioters. They knocked down a, a, a gate. You lose the, violently locked You lose the down. right to be called a protester when you trespass. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And destroy property. Yeah. You lose that. Not to mention the history behind what had been going on, you know, in the town, you know, over, the, over those, those uh, past few days. They had reason to be worried, for sure. Mm-hmm. But then, the, so the law enforcement was investigating them. But then what I read was it was the either the district attorney or a county attorney or whatever, but an attorney, the attorney for the government, they were the ones that said, no, 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 no let's look at these. That's very, very sh- shady to mm-hmm. me. That kind of reminds me of, uh, what was it, the, uh, the Atlanta district attorney, you know, what he started doing to the cops. Mm-hmm. That's what that reminds me of. So it seems more political. I'm really curious about what the... I know that the the wife there, I know that she said a lot of stuff was said. Yes. She said that they said that they were going to... They're going to burn down the house. They're going to be living in our house after she was dead. And they were pointing to different rooms and said, that's going to be my bedroom and that's going to be the living room and I'm going to be taking a shower in that room. Okay, so that's really big. Either she made that up or it was really said, but if there's anybody that can corroborate that, that's pretty huge Mm -hmm. that goes towards their case. I will say that their gun safety is atrocious. Uh, I mean, they need to go into a class immediately. Don't even get me started. (laughs) That made someone like me have a heart attack. It gave me a tick. <laughs> as I watched it, I was like, oh, 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 girl, stop it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say that the, the only way that they might have a case is if they were brandishing their weapons, pointing at them, but, but they could somehow prove there wasn't a threat. Mm-hmm. But I, even then, I don't think that they could because they violently knocked down the gate right. and then stormed through here. So I, I really don't think that. I, think, I don't know what President Trump could do. I don't think there's a whole lot he could do. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's my thing. The, the governor says, I'm going to get President Trump involved. The last thing I knew, we were a federalist society. We have, you know, state and federal powers. And you're the governor of your state. Yeah. It's your state's law. Why can't you make sure that they don't get prosecuted if everything you said is true? Part of me wants them to get indicted. And the reason part of me wants them to get indicted is, A, they can afford their defense. (laughs) And B, I want this thing going to the Supreme Court and settling it. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean do, it, do and you they're know, both like, lawyers. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous you with, with this court. court well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know I mean, that I want that case precedent. <laughs> that, that is true. But I mean, you know, well, RBG's sick, right? So I don't, I don't wish anything on that. But I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a point that, I mean, last week they had a 7-2 decision that I scratched my head at, the Catholic school decision. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, and they've been, even some of the liberal justices have been like, well, no, there is a Second Amendment, this happens. But... It, they had every right to do it. Like you said, I watched that video and I'm like, you don't point your gun at somebody. And I think she had like her finger on the trigger oh, when she was she pointing did. it. Yeah, she absolutely. Even, even just talking about it, I have like PTSD from watching it. <laughs> it's a reason I don't own a gun, right? Because I'm clumsy and I wouldn't do that kind of stuff. So that's why I personally, it's to yeah. protect all of you. I know my gun's supposed to protect me. But it's also to protect all of you like a mask is supposed to be. If, if this is political, the th- one of the, the dangerous things about this is they're making such a big hype about it mm-hmm. that when they kind of do a 180, just like with the thing in Atlanta, um, that's, I don't see how those cops get indicted for this. It, it's got to get, that, that case has got to get thrown out. I mean, I, I don't see any other way around it. Um, the thing with George Floyd, I don't see how they get the charges that Ellison was pushing for. Um, what was second, it? Second, second degree, degree murder. So they keep elevating it for political reasons. And that's not to say the George Floyd thing, that those cops were in the wrong. They knew to do, do need to be indicted for something. I just don't see how you can get second, uh, second it's degree. Manslaughter. I mean, it, it's manslaughter. That's it what it should be. Yeah, that's what um, it should be. You know, it's manslaughter. But they're setting, but they're setting, they're, they're setting the crowd to get freaked out and go crazy once these cases get knocked out. 
but or, gets, a, or gets thrown out. That's what prosecutors do, right? Prosecutors trump up charges. They get a bunch of charges. They also do the lesser charges so that when it gets to trial, we're like, yeah, it wasn't second-degree murder, but he did something wrong. So, yeah, since this manslaughter thing's here, I can do manslaughter. I mean, that is right out of the prosecutor playbook. It happened with Lori Loughlin and, and her husband. Um, it happens with everybody. That's how everybody pleads and ends up in jail, even if they're not guilty in the United States, because prosecutors are wild. You would think with a case like this, such a high-profile case, that you wouldn't, like, as the prosecutor, as the prosecutor's office, you wouldn't want to get that wrong, right? Like, you wouldn't want that kind of stain uh, on your it's, on your record. It's to get them to plead. None of them want to go to trial. No prosecutor wants to go to trial. They want you to plead. So they trump up all the charges, so you plead. And then if you don't, you get a bunch of charges at the trial, and the jury's going to try and convict you on one. It happened when I was on a jury um, with the, with the <clears throat> it was a, unfortunately a child rape case, which I didn't think happened based on the, the evidence. But we had like a list of like 17 different things because like, well, if you don't do this one, then maybe you'll do this one, and then maybe you'll do that one. Yeah. It's just, it's what in, prosecutors do. In the case against Ellison, though, I, I think he does want, yes. I think he would he love wants, it. He wants civil unrest. It's a win-win for him. He wants Either he gets unrest. him on second degree or he gets civil unrest, either way. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of President Trump and uh, the issue of police brutality, he was talking with CBS's Catherine Herridge yesterday. He gave an interview. She asked him uh, about... The idea that there are more black people dying at the hands of police than white people. Here's what President Trump had to say. Let's talk about George Floyd. You said George Floyd's death was a terrible thing. Terrible. Why are African-Americans still dying at the hands of law enforcement in this country? And so are white people. So are white people. What a terrible question to ask. So are white people. More white people, by the way. More white people. That's like the most Trump answer I, I think you could ever possibly think of. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's he's correct. He is correct. Um, but uh, Jason had it like. Was he was he OK giving that answer? Because he it is true. Right. What he said was yeah. true. But can he get away with that answer in this in this political landscape? Before oh, the no, election? absolutely not. Uh, how, but how else do you answer it? <laughs> well, because you you've criticized him for buying into police brutality uh, by, you know, signing on to the bill that was being proposed yeah. that he, you know, encouraged it. And you you said the Republicans should not be signing on to this idea at all. So how do you answer that question if you're President Trump? The only way you can answer it is if you're overly prepared, like if you have the statistics, the statistics to, to, yeah. to back to go off of that, like you take a look at violent crime. How many uh, cases were involved with violent crime? You know, when they were unarmed, what were the other, you know, things that were surrounding that he doesn't I don't I don't think he has that up in his uh, file cabinet in his brain to really spout that out I wish he did that'd be great yeah. um, but instead he gives out answers like that and it gets him in trouble which all of us know that's true right but the people that don't know those numbers or don't care about the numbers and just want people to freak out they use that as ammo mm -hmm. it was the same thing with uh, Char uh, was a Charles uh, Charles Town, Charleston, whatever. Charleston. To, with that, when he said that there was, you know, there was good people on both right, sides. Right. Well, that was true. Not everybody was there that was a white supremacist. Some people literally there for like First Amendment reasons. He also clarified in the further uh, sentences that he gave. They just left that. They, part they cut out. those out. Well, it's like, it's like when he said the the famous thing with Billy Bush that that was literally admitting consent. Right. It was like. They let you, right? It's yeah. this, but he just doesn't get it. It's the same thing that he did with the, you know, we'll put disinfectant in you. Um, he was talking about an actual real study where they put 
particles that when you radiate them, they give off ultraviolet light and may kill viruses. Like somebody told him about that study and it's like UV lights are the best disinfectant. And he's like, oh yeah, you do some disinfectant. He never said the word Lysol, but everybody thinks it. Cause he does, he gets, somebody tells him something and he says it, it's the hydroxychloroquine thing. You know, it's, it's, he says something, he says it, it's a problem with Donald Trump. But let's just say when he gets into a bait with Joe Biden, I think Joe Biden will be worse. You talk, you talk about this political climate. All those yeah. different cases that we just talked about have all been debunked or explained, but they're still used yeah. by people in Washington, D.C. Like, you'll hear Biden say it. Right. They'll be like, oh, he said there was great people on both sides. Right. That's already been explained yeah. for crying out loud. And if you have a, just a little bit of common sense, you know exactly what was meant there. Yeah, That's where we're at. All right, we've got more coming up, including uh, Florida labs were found significantly inflating positive COVID testing rates. Oh, my God, that's shocking. If only anyone could have told you that those types of things were going on. Oh, wait, it was us. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. So if you are uh, if you're like my household, the dog is part of the family, even though sometimes you're like, you're, I, we just bought this new carpet and you're chewing it, and I need you to stop or, like, move out, all right? But we still love her at the end of the day, and we still want her to be healthy and live a long, healthy life. That is we, why we use Rough Greens at our house. Now, Rough Greens is not, it's not a dog food. It's not going to replace whatever food you buy your dog. If you are giving your dog dry dog food, you are giving them something that has all of the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, probiotics, omega oils. That's all. It's all killed out of it because they need to give it a long shelf life to sit at the pet store. So all that's killed out of it, you got to add it back in with Rough Greens. Rough Greens adds all of those things, the vitamins, the minerals, the nutrients, the omega oils, the antioxidants. It adds all of those back into the dog's food when you sprinkle it on top of the dog's food. The dogs love it. They eat it right up. It will also promote a happy and healthier lifestyle. If those of you have older dogs, it's great for them too. It improves their mobility. Let them live out their older years in good health. You can take the Rough Greens 14-day jumpstart challenge for $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. I'm just saying if you love your dog, I mean, maybe you don't like your dog. Maybe you're a horrible dog owner. If you are, maybe you don't want to buy Rough Greens. But if you're a good dog owner, you probably should go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. The Florida State Health Department confirmed uh, that some testing laboratories in the state have not actually been disclosing their negative coronavirus testing results accurately, which obviously, I mean, I don't math very well, but I believe when you math it out that uh, that skews the positivity rates like just a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. Uh, two labs were discovered to have inflated their positivity rates of the virus by a factor of 10 a bunch of labs reported a 100% positivity rate, which would mean that every single person tested was positive. A bunch of other labs uh, had very, very high, like unreasonably high positivity rates. Here is a tweet from a local Florida reporter. Uh, errors found. Florida's positivity rate is skewed. Fox 35 went through COVID-19 test reports and found many clinics reporting 100% positivity. Orlando Health admits their number is wrong. Well, here's the thing, guys. It shows 98% positive, but it's actually 9.4. That's insane. Whoops. That's Whoops. Insane. It's just, it's, you know, you, you, there's, a, there's a decimal point, and you don't know where it goes. <laughs> and then you don't know what the number on the other side of the decimal point We're is. We're only closing the economy because of it. We're only right. trying to, like, you know, make 40, a third of the people not be able to pay their rent or yeah. mortgage. Not, not all that stuff, but, you know. 
See, Trust the scientists. Please, yes. These, please. these are the things that cause people to go out and like flood testing facilities. I keep on seeing pictures of like lines, people sitting in their cars going all the way around the block and snaking all the way, like forever, so it takes like two hours to get a test. These are the things that they see on the news or on Twitter or whatever, and like, oh my gosh, it's freaking out, it's, it's crazy. We're all gonna die. Like, I, come on, like if you get, like, if you get the flu, the vast majority of people just don't go, they don't get tested for the right. flu. Mm-hmm. They don't even go to the hospital. They don't go to even go to their doctor. They yeah. just like, they eat chicken soup for yep. three days and if it doesn't get better or gets slightly worse, then they go. Right. Right. But now it's like the moment someone sneezes, oh my gosh, let's get in line for the coronavirus test. It's absolutely insane. And, yeah. and what's even more insane about it is that it's not just this Florida stuff, right? Here in Texas, the, the governors or the Department of Health, I've asked multiple times, they won't get back to you. There are people testing multiple times there are doctors that have said that if you get sick and you go in and then you've got to go back to work so you've got to get retested and you get retested three times it shows up look this is a debilitating disease cases are obviously on the rise we can all argue about why they're on the rise deaths are ticking up a little bit in texas they're not as bad as they are in new york and they were in massachusetts or the northeast but when you're not telling us the truth about the numbers I have a hard time believing you about anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will give Clay Jenkins, who's the county judge here in Dallas, a little bit of credit. Don't finally, you do it. Uh, don't you give Clay Jenkins credit. Incy wincy bit, mm-hmm. just a tiny bit, because at least they're now reporting like date of death, yeah. which a lot of places in, in Texas aren't. And when you look at the date of death, they report it once a month. And when you look at it, you see that it's a little bit flatter. Then the, oh, my God, we had 27 people die today. No, you didn't. You reported 27 deaths. Good luck to you. And they happened earlier. I mean, that's the kind of, we need good data. If we don't have good data, we can't make rational decisions about what's happening. You can hardly even find demographic data. Like, you can, you can, you can see 60 deaths in a day. If you just Googled, okay, what are the, demographic, what are the demographics of the coronavirus deaths in Texas? You could probably find it somewhere, but it's incredibly hard. I went to the Texas Department of Public Safety or whatever website. CSHS. I I couldn't find it. They they don't have it. And I've asked asked them, we're going on five days, and I shared it with you because I thought it might be helpful for the Glenn Beck program. I asked them, what's going on? Here's five questions. Can you just answer them for me? Complete radio silence. It's like they don't want to answer the questions, and that's why people don't believe them. They They were wrong about the models in the very beginning. They were wrong about now, a lot, as we're seeing a lot of the numbers now. I mean, like, what are they going to be right on? You know, if, air, if Ebola ever goes airborne, we are screwed. They, if we're acting this way over coronavirus, for crying out loud, we're screwed. They lied. The, 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 the study that said that hydroxychloroquine was bad got taken back because it was so bad. Yeah, I mean, they're openly lying to... I don't, you just, you don't, you can't trust anybody. Well, so, and I mean, in light of this conversation, I feel like it's a good time to bring up uh, the news story that the Trump administration is now going to take over COVID-19 data reporting from the CDC. I know he's getting a lot of flack for this, but hey, listen, the CDC's data reporting lag time has resulted in a lot of, I mean, not just public confusion. You have news outlets that are reporting these things and not giving the full context that the deaths that are reported in a particular week are not always deaths that occurred in that week because of the CDC's lag time. So you're looking at deaths and you're going, oh my gosh, this many people died this week, and that's not always true. 
so now all of the COVID-19 data is going to be sent to a centralized Trump administration database, which... Wait, wait. So one government uh, institution couldn't get it done, so another one's going to get it done? I know. We're saved! I can't I wait! And this is, what I, so this is what I hate about the media. They're like, the Trump administration is going to take it over. The last time I checked... The CDC was part of the Trump administration because Trump is the executive and is the president. That's fair. They I mean, it's like it, it, yeah. it, they, they report to him, but they're filled with lifetime appointees like Anthony Fauci, who changes his mind every week. You know, they, it's amazing to me, but it shouldn't be how these people keep their government jobs. I don't want to hear from these government people. I really don't. I want to hear from hospitals. I would love it if a governor was like, hey. Uh, you know, every who's in charge of reporting data directly from the hospital, yada, yada, whatever. I want to hear directly from doctors that are that are handling these cases. Let them give a daily brief about, hey, this is the demographics of everyone that's getting sick. You know, that's this is their symptoms. These are the people that are dying. These are the actual numbers that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Why is that so hard? Why do we have to go through a gazillion amounts of red tape that go all the way from Austin, Texas to Wherever the CDC is located, where is that in Georgia or something like that? And then all the way from D.C. And then we this is stupid. This is like the reason why big government sucks. Yeah, I you know, and it's just you don't want to see President Trump leave himself out there vulnerable to get hit on something that you I mean, it's wide open. So easy, easy for him to get hit on. Oh, I see. Now you just want to control the information so that you can skew the data and provide it to the people right before an election. And it's like, well, the data was being skewed. Right. Maybe we'll be more whatever they do. They should be as completely transparent with it as possible. Here is all of the data that we're getting from the states online. You can download it. The one thing that I'm upset with Dallas is I want a spreadsheet. They've got charts and they show a chart. Give me the spreadsheet. I want to be able to download the spreadsheet to see every day what's happening so I can make a rational, informed decision. No no matter what Trump does, he's damned if he do, damned if he doesn't. He could literally say exactly what I just said. And and he did this, actually. He he, he told them that, you know, uh, try to purchase this stuff on your own when they were talking about ventilators. That seems like 17 years ago. But he got criticized for that. Yeah. But there was only a few of us who were like, hey, he's actually doing it the right way. Like, we, this, we, this is not an all-powerful government that's going to mandate all this stuff. He's saying, look, handle this from the local level. Mm-hmm. If you need help, then the federal government steps in. That's how our system works. That's how it's supposed to that's work. How, it's, it's not how it to, works anymore. screwed. It's not how it works anymore. That's the problem. Is people think that the, it's the Missouri governor from earlier. Yeah. I'm going to call President Trump and have him not have me prosecute the person. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's the same people that are si- trying to say, why isn't he doing a national mandate? on masks because he can't right, right. he can't yeah. well and it's funny because it's, it's the same people who call him a fascist oh, oh, oh i know <laughs> yeah you're I encouraging know. him to to be more fascistic and then you're calling him a fascist i don't get it <laughs> uh so and just just to give some context here because i i can't stand hearing the mainstream media demonize florida and texas and all these other places and conveniently forget about new york and how horrible it was there andrew cuomo is the greatest governor look at how he's handled this coronavirus okay just for some context since we're talking about florida uh according to the data provided by the florida health department The state has a population of about 21.4 million. They've only had about 4,400 deaths attributed to the virus. New York, by the way, uh, 19.5 million. More than 32,000 deaths. Again, I don't math very well, but I'm pretty sure that that's not really comparable. New York is, um, Texas is at about, I I check this every day because I've got nothing better to do because I have coronavirus and when I'm not sending emails, I do that, right? So uh, 112. Right now is the 112 people per million is the death rate. 
in Texas. 16 times higher in New York in the 1600s. Mm-hmm. 17 times higher in New Jersey. 12 times higher in Massachusetts. Yet those governors supposedly have it under control and showed us the model. No, they didn't. They sent dead people or they sent sick people into nursing homes. They have over 50 and close to 60 percent in the case of Massachusetts of the deaths came in nursing homes because they were sending sick people in nursing homes. Why are we so different as a country than, you know, Sweden, Sweden's the big liberals want to go at it because they didn't shut down and they protected old people and let young people go out and get it. And but no, their their case rate's so much higher than or their death rate is so much higher than all the other Scandinavian countries. Well, it's not higher than the UK. It's not higher than Italy. It's not higher than France. And New York's is three times higher than Sweden's. Massachusetts is two times higher and New Jersey is three times higher. And if you look at their chart right now, their deaths are almost at zero and their new cases are almost at zero. Maybe they did handle it right. And maybe that's what the rest of the country should do, because that's what New York did. New York had a high viral load at the beginning. They kept their they kept their subways open. Their buildings have common ventilation systems, a lot of the residential buildings. So if this truly is airborne, it's moving through. That's why when Cuomo said, I, I don't understand why people who are staying home are sick. Well, they're sick because you have common ventilation that's moving coronavirus throughout the entire building. Yeah, let, let's let's take a quick break. And then I do want to get back to uh, Governor Cuomo and his little victory tour. We'll get more into Ugh. that after the break. Oh, you touched my third rail. Right, we're, uh, we're taking... So the way that you know that you're a leftist that's really jumped the shark is when um, CNN comes after you. Because that never (laughs) happens anymore. Never. They are always the ones to give the left cover. When you've lost CNN and you've lost Jake Tapper, you know you're doing something horribly wrong. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, of course, was on his little victory tour, making his little stops, going to Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I I guess, I don't know who's hosting it right now. But, uh, you know, going, going on these late night talks shows and yucking it up about how, well, I guess not how your state has the most deaths and how you signed basically death warrants for uh, seniors to go back into nursing homes. We won't talk about that, but uh, it got so bad that even Jake Tapper called Andrew Cuomo out for this. Here's a little bit of what Tapper had to say. New York's Democratic governor, Andrew Cuomo, seems to be on something of a victory tour, congratulating the state and himself for defeating the virus, even selling this poster, which shows his state getting over the mountain by bringing down the curve during the 111 days of hell, as the governor put it. The poster includes references to his daughters and a boyfriend, little inside jokes. There are no illustrations, however, of the more than 32,000 dead New Yorkers, the highest death toll by far of any state. No rendering on that poster of criticism that Governor Cuomo ignored warnings, no depiction of the study that he could have saved thousands of lives had he and Mayor de Blasio acted sooner. No painting there on the poster of his since rescinded order that nursing homes take all infected patients in. Wow. Uh, Can we? I know. This is not the story. This is not the story, Sarah. 
the story is, is that it should be like on the New York Times front page. Uh, Jake Tapper finds long lost set of balls and ran. <laughs> he finally found the treasure map. I, I, maybe his wife stole them and then dug them and hid them somewhere. But he finally found the treasure map and found his balls again. That's yeah. insane. You got You. That's the story. I mean, you got to be like really bad as a leftist <laughs> to get called out like that on CNN. Oh, I know. I mean, I thought it was Glenn Beck. I thought that like Glenn Beck <laughs> went into Jake Tapper's body or Mark Levin, right? I mean, that's absolutely. But it's true. Yeah. And and. People like Brian Stelter at that network have been faking it. And, and, you know, it's not just Andrew Cuomo. It's Tapper's colleague, Chris Cuomo, who faked his Remember, He faked his coming out of the coming out of the basement when when they saw they like they already saw him on the street for like screaming at somebody like the day before. Yes. It's all just it's all just theater with these people. It's all theater. It's covid porn is what it is. Well, and can we talk for a second about this poster? It's it is the most asinine thing I think I've ever seen in my life. It's and I, like, are they legitimately selling this? Is oh, yeah. this for sale? Who the hell is gonna buy this stupid poster? Oh. It's so stupid. You right. don't have the friends from Massachusetts that I have. You, where are you gonna <laughs> put that? In your living room? Look at what we did together. It's got, tr- I mean, that's supposed to be Trump, right? Sit on the crescent moon, moon saying, one. yeah, saying it's just the flu. Uh, it's got a, uh, a river marked with dollar signs and labeled economy falls. Oh, and by the way, here's the thing that pisses me <laughs> off the most about it. There is a plane, um, I, and t- tell me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm reading this wrong. It appears that they're saying that the virus came from Europe because there is a plane that says Europeans. What? Right. And a wind well, well, blowing devil titled Winds of Fear. So last time I checked, again, not great at math, not great at geography. Pretty sure China is not in Europe. Right. But what they're saying is that the strain went through Europe first because Europe didn't shut down. And that is a true thing. If Europe were shut down when we did, then there were a lot of Chinese people that go to like the reason that Italy was so bad is that a lot of people from Wuhan, there's a textile industry and go to the, the fashion houses that are in Milan, which is why that whole northern Italy place got that spike but the original spike came from china made a stop in europe and then came to the united states it still originated in china because some guy got hungry and went to a place where they sliced off a bat's head when it was still wet and instead of in a processing plant and then he put it in a bowl of soup and he ate it all all i'm hearing from you is that you're a new york apologist rob that's all (laughs) i'm hearing from you right now and uh by the way one of my other favorites uh in this poster there is a banner that is uh above a rainbow that reads love wins because why not put an LGBT <laughs> reference in a freaking poster about a pandemic? snuck that in. 33% of people couldn't pay their rent or mortgage last month, but he has an economy falls. Well, love wins. Like it's a good thing. Well, love wins. Uh, so speaking of Cuomo, speaking of Andrew Cuomo, so, you know, we're talking about how horrible he is, but what's great about him is when he and the left, uh, he and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as I should say, just go back and forth at each other. And we see the left eating their own. It is it is truly amazing. Um, he went at AOC over her explanation of increased crime. If you recall, he she said like, well, you know, it's due to unemployment. And she said actually all of these things that I was like, yes, that's true. Yes, vi- you know, violent crime rises when people are unemployed, they're unhappy, they're stuck in their homes. Yes, all these are, things are true. And then it led to her climax of um, that's why people are shoplifting bread. And I was like, 
oh, you lost me. That's not what's happening in New York. Uh, but uh, here is Andrew Cuomo on AOC's crime surge explanation much. It is factually impossible that somebody committed a crime so they could pay their rent. If you can't pay your rent, you cannot be evicted right now. Well, there it is. Well, uh, well, people steal stuff to pay their rent all the time. I mean, it's like one of the drivers of petty crime. I mean... They, they did. Well, so he, they, 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 they gave it. They made a rule that yeah. you can't be evicted right now during COVID hardship. But I mean, I feel like that's kind of a technicality. Yeah, it's a little. I mean, there else. might be, there may be some honorable thieves that don't want to stiff their landlord. Right. So they go and knock off the Seven Eleven. I mean, there may be some honorable thieves that do and, that. And let's not detract well, I mean, from what AOC was really doing. Right. She was. I mean, it's not as if there was a. Okay. What she said, I would have listened to more if she said, yeah, because what you said was correct. Right. Crime rate does go up when people are unemployed. Yep. yep. But. I would I would put more credence to that if we didn't just have a massive nationwide defund the police and all police are racist thing mm-hmm. and thousands continue to stay in the streets. That's what's driving up crime right now. You hamstring the cops. What are you going to happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty dang obvious, but they're doing everything they can to try and hide that fact right now. And New York has retirement quotas, right? So many cops want to retire and get their pensions because they're eligible for them, but they stayed on for a sense of I'm duty retire right now. They, they, yeah, job. but they're not letting them because too many of them are asking to retire every day. So, like, once it gets to a certain number, nope, you're going to have to retire tomorrow. Like, literally, they have retirement quotas every day. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's a, how bad it is. That's a whole other ball of wax, actually. A lot yeah. of states are, uh, Illinois is another huge state. Like, all the, a lot of, there's a lot of aging uh, police officers, and all of, the, all of their pensions are, this is a totally another, sorry, sorry, Sarah. Here we but, go. But I, and the farm <laughs> bills, like I was telling you, <laughs> this is going to, actually, this thing in New York, and a, actually, probably in places like, you know, uh, uh, Minnesota, where a lot of these cops and maybe even like Oregon are saying, screw it, it's going to put a lot of strain on these over leveraged pension funds that they have no way of, no way in hell really mm-hmm. of paying off. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we've got to take a break, but coming up next, yay. Good old Yeezy, he's gone, he gone. He ain't in the presidential race anymore. Oh my God, if you blinked, you missed it. We'll get into it after the break. It's funny, I was just talking about that. In the most shocking news yet today, Kanye West has reportedly dropped out of the presidential race. Oh, fake news. That's not true. That can't be true. I'm telling you. Can you still write him in? Can you write him in in Texas? (laughs) I mean, you can, I guess you can write him in wherever you you would like. I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make. Yeah. You could write in me. (laughs) Good <laughs> for that matter. But uh, Kanye, after he made his what two two day, three day run, something like that, he decided that uh, he's out. He is out. And uh, his publicist said he's out. I'll let you know what what I know once I get all our stuff canceled. <laughs> Which I don't know why that cracks me well, up. So he's not out because the publicist said he was out. But does Kanye know that the publicist said he was out? I mean, you got to believe he does. Is, I thought this was I don't a guy, know. the guy Maybe that was the publicist is out. What, it wasn't. Was it a publicist? I thought it was the guy that was hired to kick this, do his campaign. Oh, was I it the it was campaign that manager? Oh, okay, something he like that. Know. Yeah, it was like his job to make sure that he gets on all the ballots and all that stuff. And I thought it was funny at the at the end of one of his explanations. He was like, "Yeah, this happens with a lot of people. First, time, you know, p- people that run for the first time. You know, these are the little hiccups." 
But what's so funny is he didn't he hadn't hired any. He obviously didn't consult anybody. That's how much thought he put into this. Just one random interview. He was like, you know what? I'm running for president. And then he was like, oh, crap, maybe I better well, do something to try. It's interesting because all of these like crazy announcements always come in conjunction with, yes, a new some sort of project, a <laughs> no. new song, a new album. Wait, is there one coming out? Yeah. Right now? Yes. When, is it, when does it drop? I don't know. That's but I so did. Funny. But I did read. Yeah, no, I did read that he is working on a new project. Coincidentally, that's like supposed to drop very soon. Come on, yes. shocking. Yes, yes. Uh, so a poll, uh, reportedly the first to ask voters the presidential preferences since Kanye announced his candidacy. They did it earlier this month. They found Biden in the lead with forty-eight percent, followed by Trump with forty. But when West was included in the poll. Trump's percentage dropped to 39%. Now, this is just, it's one poll, right? So we're just going to have fun with it for a second. We're not going to take it totally seriously. (laughs) Plus, I don't know why we would trust the polls anyway, because we saw what happened in 2016. But I I mean, like, I I saw him, if he was to do any sort of damage in this particular election, I saw him pulling votes from Biden. That that was a convention. That was a conventional wisdom. And and I think it would have if he would have played the, if he would have done the advertising, right? Like, I could see Kanye doing an advertising. Now, the reason you're all in jail is because Joe Biden did this thing in the 1990s that put you in jail. Right. Like, like the, Joe, and, and just because, you know, I know that Joe Biden said that you have to be Indian to work in a 7-Eleven, but he's not racist. But I just want to let you know that um, the Grand Wizards of the KKK and uh, George Wallace and all those guys thought he was a great guy and gave him awards when he was running back in Delaware. And he said, you know, I always thought of Delaware as a Confederate state. Mm. Like, I'm not saying anything, but I just want to tell you that, like, that's what I saw Kanye's role was going to be, which he can still do if he wants to do. And he really does want to help Trump. And that's why he wanted to do it. He you, can still do by running actually, like that. You actually thought Kanye was going to get that in depth? That's I was amazing, hoping, bro. my man. I was hoping. I mean, I mean, a man can hope, can Jason, he? Jason makes a great point. Keep hope alive. I wasn't giving him that much point. credit. I, I drove to a place called Hope last weekend in Arkansas, all right? What, what did you make of the whole Kanye thing? He's just a disruptor, right? A total publicity. Which, yeah, which, by the way, for the record, I don't think is a bad thing uh, no. to be a disruptor, no, no, generally I, speaking. I don't either. I actually think that Kanye was kind of, maybe kind of on the, like, Candace Owens, like, hey, uh, wake up. It hasn't been going well for us mm-hmm. under Democrats. Why are you trying to force us into voting Democrat? There, there's right. got to be another way. I actually think that's how he thinks. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's serious beyond getting in too much involved after that. But I do think that's the way he, he believes. Which you have been researching a lot lately. The, uh, the, the black community and does, does Glenn have a special so, on that? Yeah, tonight, tonight, a really good one about uh, insane. The, the attempts to destroy the modern tradition, or not modern, but the traditional family, the nuclear family is what they're calling it. It's absolutely insane, but Black Lives Matter is calling for it. And there's actually think tanks in Washington, D.C. that are calling for it. And I tell you what, Glenn is probably going to go insane on tonight's show. I, I just got a feeling that he's going to bring the fire. I, I just got a feeling. I mean, does it have anything to do with the fact that you're his chief researcher? I I might have insider information. (laughs) I might. I don't know. It's a little bit cheating. And you got to be a member. That's the other thing is you have to, you can only watch it on Blaze TV. It won't be on YouTube. So if you want to watch this and you want to see what Glenn's uncovered, you got to watch it on Blaze TV.
Uh, all right. So let's talk Joe Biden really quickly since we're talking about 2020. Joe Biden has rolled out a two trillion dollar climate plan promising an equitable, clean energy future. Uh, the plan would spend two trillion over the first term of his presidency, as if that guy's going to last two terms, uh, to create millions of good union jobs on infrastructure, including building zero emissions public transportation options in every U.S. city with a population of 100,000 or more, achieve a carbon pollution free power sector by 2035 while ensuring, thank God he included this part in here, while ensuring that environmental justice is a key consideration in where, how and with whom we Build. Oh, thank God. I looked at this several months ago. They, they, they've had most of the details several months ago. It just got delayed because of Corona. But they, they I, don't, I think only then they only had like a $500 billion price tag on it. And then they just, when journalists talked about it, there was the caveat of, well, they didn't really go into how they'd fund the rest of it. Now they've said $2 trillion, But I'm sorry. If you're going into every single city with 100000 or more and you're completely upending their public transportation, it's going to be more than $2 trillion. Right. I have no idea what the price They don't have any idea what no. the price And they always talk about the jobs they're going to add through green energy. Yeah. What about the millions of jobs on the other side that they're going to lose? Mm-hmm. Coal miners, people who work in oil and gas. What happens to their jobs? They never address that. I'm telling you, if you work in that industry, you're, going out of, you're not going to have a job. Yeah. The Rob- Simpsons got it right again. Monorail. <laughs> monorail is going to solve everything. I mean, that, that's what I heard when it's like, so, so every city of 100,000, like there's what, there's a ton of them in Massachusetts, a ton of them in New York. They're all going to get like a monorail or they're all going to get like streetcars that nobody, I mean, we, we built the eight street streetcar in Washington, D.C. that absolutely nobody uses. But and it's free. Nobody uses it. And it's free. Yeah. They're so it's hung up absolutely. on trains. It cracks me up. It's like, it's remember that technology from back in the 19th century? <laughs> Let's bring that back. That's the progress. That's where we're going forward. <laughs> and I'll tell you, my one commie thing is, tra- is, is like public transit. Like the one commie <laughs> thing I do is public transit because I grew up in an area that had public transit. It's why I moved to the Lake Carolyn area where I can walk to the dart and get downtown and not have to worry about taking like a 30 minute Uber. That That's I, I, that's like my one commie thing. Oh, screw but that. But this is ridiculous. I put five <laughs> But this is ridiculous. If I could fit five V12s on like a Nissan, I would do and it. And you roll coal, right? <laughs> yeah. And you take it off so you're yes, rolling yes, coal. Yes. Did you yeah. guys see that Burger King announced that they like, are not, they don't take, cow, cow farts oh, and yeah. burps are not funny. It's serious. It's very serious. serious. That's why they're going to serve their cows, what, lemongrass? I guess that helps with their digestion. Somebody asked me, like, when did this become a thing? I'm like, well, I was at a conference in 1992, and the guy that did the ozone layer actually blamed cow farts for us all going to die. Like, they've been, they've been, the, the, the real greens have been saying this for, like, 30 years. And by the way, I grew yeah. up on a farm. Uh, well, I didn't grow up on one, but I spent a lot of time on a farm. When cows fart, it's hilarious. <laughs> so Burger King, you are dead wrong. Well, I, I love it. They had an ad that was like a bunch of kids who are trying to tell you that cow farts aren't funny. I'm like, I guarantee you what? every single one of those children oh think farts gosh. are hilarious. All right, please. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Are you serious, kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't think they'd be showing like cups of Yesterday's poll, did President Trump make the right decision in commuting Roger Stone's sentence? 88% of you said yes. Uh, Almost 12% of you said no. Quickly, gentlemen, what are your thoughts since neither of you were here yesterday to answer the question? Did President Trump make the right decision in commuting Roger Stone's sentence? We've already proven this was a bullcrap case from the start. So a guy that got okay, you don't need to give me attitude, Jason. I didn't come up with a question. Sarah, (laughs) (laughs) gall. So Jason's answer is yes. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> I could have taken the short version, Rob. I will be short and sweet. I will say yes. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank Jason you. already. Jason already gave my opinion. <laughs> uh, today's poll: Will you comply? This is a good one. Will you comply if there is a new round of lockdowns in your state? Now, this is something that is very, it should be near and dear to all our hearts sitting at the table because there have been rumblings. I'm just saying there's just been some whispers that are like, Abbott's going to shut us down again. Abbott's going to shut us down again. And it just happened in California. We saw Governor Newsom shut down a bunch of things again. Uh, So it wouldn't surprise me. Well, that's a question that should go specifically to business owners. So if business owners can stand firm and say, no, this is our livelihood, then I think it's our kind of duty to support them. So would you support those that don't comply? Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? Um, I won't comply if they shut us down again. I think they are. I, I Missed my hair appointment, my haircut appointment last week and put it off to this week. I have a feeling on Saturday I'm not going to be able to go to a barber and get my hair cut. You want to go to mine? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's just easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, his, it's his bathroom, I think. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, just, is. it's just him <laughs> and his bathroom. It's him and a Gillette. Bathroom. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm, I, hopefully I'm good. I just had my nails done because the last time that it happened, I was like due, overdue to get my nails done and everything shut down. And I fabulous. Was, Thank you. Okay, you're you're on my good list again. (laughs) All right, let us know what you think. Will you comply if there's a new round of lockdowns in your state? You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.